Praise the Lord, everybody. We thank the Lord for each and every one of you joining with us here in GMFC Studios. We thank God for this opportunity to just stand before you and to um, share with you what God has laid on my heart. I want to, um, as they would, double down on um, what I told you a couple weeks ago on Easter Sunday, and that was that we needed to let Jesus go. So if you're taking notes and, and you want to continue your notes from last week, I want to continue to show you in the Word of God why it is so important that we not only let Jesus go, but embrace who person Jesus left here for us. Because we cannot enjoy the life God intended for us if we do not let Jesus go and embrace Holy Ghost. So if you're taking notes, you can just consider this, let Jesus go, part two. And just before we get into the word, I just want to celebrate each and every one of you and thank you uh, again for joining with us this morning, all of our partners um, around the world who have been laboring to build a ministry, to share the gospel, the good news of the coming of the Lord. We thank God for you. We salute you. To our brothers and sisters in uh, Kenya, we salute you. We thank God for you. Uh, to all the churches that we are affiliated with, all the pastors, preachers, teachers, evangelists, all parts of the fivefold ministry, we salute you this morning. For those that are in the studio this morning, we thank the Lord for each and every one of you. And for the body that is Grace and Mercy Fellowship Center, we definitely thank the Lord for you. And we say to you, good morning. Now I want to um, get into the word of God and, and some things that I'm gonna share with you today, those that have been here in GMFC, you may have heard me say similar things in the past because I've been building to this point. God has been building us to this point and it's so vital that we really grab a hold of this because this what God is giving me to share with you is what will liberate you allow you to walk in the liberation where which he has liberated you now you've heard this comparison probably several times uh, maybe you know hundreds of times for me in the past because I'm a technology guy but in this day and age of uh you know, automobiles, uh, many automobiles come with a global positioning system, otherwise known as a GPS system. And I think that many of us are familiar with the GPS system because it's in our automobiles, it's also on our cell phones, um, it's, you know, in varying devices, they have specific devices that are just for, uh, you know, global positioning. The idea where satellites know where you are and can help direct you to where you need to be. Uh, and in addition to our cars and our cell phones today, it also uh, allows us to map and navigate our journey through life right from the palm of our hands. And in most cases, without even pushing a button, the ability to know where we are and how to get where it is that we are going is in the palm of our hands. It makes it very difficult then to get lost. If you're using your GPS system, it is very difficult to get lost. Now, for me, this story never gets old, but I'm sure my wife is tired of me telling it. But I, I, I just gotta share it one more time. It just cracks me up on the inside. 
But my wife was taking our youngest son to a sporting event, one in which he was um, a participant. He was playing, if I remember correctly, it was uh, either basketball or baseball. And she was using her GPS system in her car to get her from our home to the location where this um, specific uh, athletic uh, event was going to be. And in this case, she was dropping him off and had some other things that she needed to do. And she was, uh, in her mind, just going to go back home and would retrace her steps. I mean, how difficult could it be to just retrace or remember where you just came from and the manner in which you got there? So as she begins to retrace those steps, she realizes after a little bit she must have made a wrong turn somewhere and she was no longer sure where it was that she was at. She begins to panic a little bit and in that process of frustration and uh, slight panic, she forgot that the vehicle that she was driving was equipped with not just a GPS system but with a one-button direct talk to an advisor who could tell her specifically where she was and how to get from where she was to where she wanted to go. And I laugh at this, you know, all, a lot because when you really apply that to the life of a believer, we find that oftentimes many of us who testify Christ, who testify the indwelling of the Spirit of God in us through the power, the revelation, the manifestation of Holy Ghost, we, we testify that to this. We speak in other tongues as the Spirit of God gives utterance and uh, we do all these wonderful, miraculous things while in the middle of it, sometimes we get lost and forget all about who it is God has placed in us to be our GPS system. It's all too common for the believer. I asked my wife, you know, why she didn't just use the GPS in the car. Even after she got lost and she had, you know, uh, let me know that she had really totally forgotten that the GPS system was even in the car, even though she had just used it. Now, her focus was on the fact that she was lost, even though she had the tools at her fingertips to get to where she wanted to go, she still was focused on her being lost. If she would have just used the GPS system, would have told her exactly where it was that she needed to go. And if she wanted to really backtrack, she could even figure out where she made a wrong turn. The system in her vehicle even lowers the sound of the radio so that it becomes the loudest thing in the car. You see, most GPS systems recognize that what you need to hear is necessary to drown out all of the noise that's going on around you. It's in the same fashion that Holy Ghost is our navigational system. He's right there daily waiting to lead us push us, pull us back, or reposition us. He's there to tell us when to yield or pause, and he's there to help us differentiate when we need to simply stop and when we have to uh, move forward because we've been given the green light. He is our built-in GPS system, for lack of a better analogy. But what happens when you feel lost and you don't hear Holy Ghost? What do you do when you feel like he's ignoring you or, or you know, maybe he's decided he, it's break time? 
the Holy Ghost just decided I'm going to take a break and, and you just can't connect with him. There's been some uh, disruption in the connection. Well, turn with me in the Bible to the book of John. We're going to go to the book of John, the 10th chapter, and I'm going to read for you the 4th and the 5th verse. And the word says this, And when he putteth forth his own sheep, he goeth before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. And a stranger will they not follow, but will flee from him, for they know not the voice of strangers." You see, Jesus here is speaking in a parable uh, in this particular scripture, something um, uh, that he used all the time. Uh, Jesus spoke in parables to make known to us the mysteries uh, of, of God. And, and we can recognize a few important things that he is sharing with us right here in this story. Holy Ghost, who is our guide, uh, our shepherd, always goes ahead of us. Holy Ghost lives both in our present, walking with us each and every day, while at the same time, he is also able to reach far into our future so he knows where we're going. Nothing surprises Holy Ghost. Nothing moves him to a position of fear or shocks him in the moment. And because he is already where we are trying to get to, we have to simply follow his lead. We can't make it to our next destination on our own will and our own knowledge. And, you, and, and if, if you're taking notes, I, I want you to write that down, and I want you to make that personal. I'm speaking universally to the church, but make this personal to you. I cannot make it to my next destination on my own will or my own knowledge. You see... We have to follow the lead of the Holy Ghost and listen to his voice. Just like our mother and father have a distinct voice, Holy Ghost has a distinct voice. Even if you played outside as a child with a, a group of other children, when you heard someone's mother calling for them, their, their child uh, would you know, have to come inside. You knew if that voice was your mother's voice, a voice that you needed to respond to, or if that was somebody else's mother's voice. In the same fashion, we are sheep. We are these sheep. We are the children of God. We are the children of Holy Ghost. We, his children, know his voice. So if we find ourselves in the season where we don't know what to do next and we feel like we're lost, it's not that we don't know Holy Ghost's voice per se. According to scripture, Perhaps we need to simply silence some of the noise that is in our life. Now, noise is defined as irregular fluctuations that accompany a transmitted electrical signal but are not part of it and tend to obscure the signal itself. So noise can come in various forms and various mediums. Daily, we are inundated with alerts. One of the things I laugh at my wife about, uh, and I really get joy out of some of the, you know, kind of experiencing life through my wife. Uh, one of the things that, you know, really cracks me up is she wants to know stuff, but 
will turn the notifications on her phone so that she can be alerted when something's going on, but then she gets tired of the notifications and wants me to turn the notifications off. And then when I turn the notifications off, she doesn't know what's going on and she gets frustrated that she doesn't know what's going on even though she can't stand to be notified when something's happening. Yeah, you figure that one out. But we sometimes get inundated, and I understand why she's frustrated, because there's always something going on. And, and because of that, the notifications then begin to inundate us. We're, we're, you know, pushed with all these alerts and these updates and these posts and these text messages and all sorts of things. We're consumed with our to-do list, our packed schedules, all of our meetings, every phone call we need to make. We're raising children, we're tending to our loved ones, we're running businesses, and we're trying to maintain some form of, uh, of a social life with uh, you know, friends and colleagues. And you know, we've got hundreds of emails that we have to sift through each and every day, programs and strategies that we need to implement. And somewhere in the middle of all of that, we even need to take some time to eat and to sleep. And when we look at our lives, if we're going to be honest, we rarely schedule any time with Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, when you look at the church, there are portions of the church that will tell you that the Holy Ghost is no longer even necessary. It's not even part of what God is doing in this current dispensation or season of time that somehow the Holy Ghost is just this kind of third class part of God but when we do uh, set time aside for Holy Ghost when we find that time to to uh, uh, commune with him to be intimate with him we find out what it is he wants us to do next not what we think is the next best thing for us to do but what actually is the next and when we do commune with him we can hit the ground running and you know kind of uh jump up in the morning with our feet hitting the floor uh with this you know fervent heat fire ready to tackle the things of the day because we've been guided by what holy ghost has said to has said to us now, days, weeks, even months go by when we realize that we were wandering aimlessly because we never took time to commune with Holy Ghost. And we don't have to do that. Holy Ghost wants nothing more than to commune with us. Just like Holy Ghost communed with Adam in the Garden of Eden. He wants to communicate with us he wants to direct and to guide and to lead us not just in our big decisions that we make but the small minute everyday decisions that we make but if we can't hear him if we can't decipher his voice aside from the noise you know we get distracted with so easily we get sidetracked we lose our focus and our momentum and even if we re, uh, minimize the um, external distractions the noise from all the hustle and bustle of everyday life we're still oftentimes faced with some of our biggest battles which ironically come from right within us even when we know we heard God we know what Holy Ghost has said to us, what he has instructed us to do. Sometimes we simply just don't do it. We're hard-headed. 
We, we don't follow instructions well. We don't take each of the warnings that Holy Ghost sends to us right before we walk into a trap or some sort of uh, uh, chaos. We, we, we just don't. We, we talk ourselves right out of what Holy Ghost is trying to talk us into. The things that he has promised, even when he may have shown us, we have visual evidence of calamity. We doubt the promises because they don't happen instantly. We question the validity of our gifting or our calling. We shrink back in fear. We lay down, um, you know, perhaps we wallow in self-pity. And over time, the noise of self-doubt and self-pity and fear steal our hope. And suddenly, we're spiritually paralyzed. We can't move forward, nor uh, can we move to the left or the right because we don't believe the promises or the teachings and the principles Holy Ghost has outlined for us in the Word of God. We don't believe them. And half of the time, our thoughts, our vision, our, our hearing or, uh, are so clouded that we don't really even remember all of these things in their totality. We are contextual beings and we fragment information and we hold on to bits and pieces. But God is not a fragmented God. He is a whole God. Now you've heard the analogy of the, the two angels sitting on your shoulders. You know, one angel is a, is a good angel and the other angel is that bad angel. One is dressed in white, which represents our conscience. And the other, uh, you know, sitting on the other shoulder is that bad angel, typically adorned in some form of red and holding a pitchfork. And we understand he represents the devil who brings temptation into our life or uh, tries to navigate us towards uh, temptation. And many psychologists use this image to depict the inner conflict that we have in our own character. It's a constant internal battle. On the one shoulder, you have instruction from the angelic representative. On the other shoulder, you have instruction from uh, the dark demonic forces that contradict everything you just heard from your angelic representative. And in the same fashion, Satan is always looking for a crack, a small hole, a, a little slit that he can slither his way into the minds and habits of each and every believer. Now, he will tell you God isn't, uh, you know, going to come through and uh, he, he, God doesn't really care about you. He, he, he tries to get you to buy into this storyline that God has forgotten about you, that you are so uh, inconsequential, that you are so uh, less than important that God could care less what really happens to you. You're, you're not one of the big wigs. You're not one of the VIPs that God is really spending all of his time with. You know, the ones that are really doing something for the kingdom. You're not that guy you're not that gal and he tries to get you to buy into this he will tell you this and and, and uh, the end uh, you know uh, of this you know your current life will just be like this each and every day nothing's going to change for you because God could care less about you now we understand that the devil can't kill you so his tactic is to make you quit to give up to throw in the towel before you receive the promise that God has released into your life. You see, he seeks to discourage you from birth because he knows if you ever find out 
your true, authentic purpose, who you are in Christ, and the power you actually now possess, you'll become unstoppable to him. No matter what he whispers in your ear or tries to tempt you with, you'll be strong in the Lord, trusting in the power of Holy Ghost whose might is alive in you. 1 Peter 5 and 8 says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walk, uh, walks about seeking whom it is that he may devour. And he's not going to quit. He's pacing himself day by day, hour by hour, looking for that crack or that uh, weak spot where he can wage war, even if it's temporary. He's seeking whom he can devour, whom he can sift this week. Slowly but surely, he's working his way through. But when you live with the advantage, when you live with Holy Ghost as your guide, your peace and your comfort, as the verse says, a stranger you will not follow. First Kings 19, 11 through 12 says, and this is the, you know, God talking, go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord for the Lord is about to pass by. Then a great and powerful wind tore the mountains apart and shattered the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. After the wind, there was an earthquake, but the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake came a fire, but the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire came a gentle whisper. You see, the Lord wasn't in the wind. He wasn't in the earthquake. He wasn't in the fire. And many times we look for God to move in the big, the loud, and the rambunctious. We look for the fireworks on the top of the hill, the flashing lights and the loud boom. We, we look for him to move mountains right before our very eyes when he's clearly instructed us to simply speak to the mountain and that mountain will get up and move on its own. But as the passage that I just read reflects, the Lord spoke in a gentle whisper. Now I scream and shout sometimes, but he didn't. He didn't scream and shout. He didn't holler at the top of his lungs. He spoke in a small, calm whisper. Anytime someone speaks in a whisper, you should really listen intently and carefully at what's being said. If there's anything surrounding this uh, uh, you know, speech that's interfering or bringing noise to frustrate you from being able to listen to what you should be uh, listening to, you ought to shut it down so that that, so that that thing goes away so that you can always hear the voice of the whisper. We have to turn down the noise in our lives. We have to minimize distractions. We have to be intentional about spending time with God in the presence of Holy Ghost and reading the Word of God. Don't start your day without communing with Holy Ghost. He's your guide, your GPS system, not just for the large things and the big decisions, but the, the small ones too. He wants to be involved in every decision of your day-to-day -day life, walking with you hand-in-hand, step-by-step, the whole way. 
This is the advantage of living and walking daily with Holy Ghost. When you set time aside for him, listening uh, intently uh, for his voice, communing with him on a regular basis, you will never find yourself lost. You won't ever know not which way to go. But in order to hear that still small voice, you'll have to silence the noise that is sent your way. You have to be able to hear the instructions clearly. This is the power of Holy Ghost. And I want you to understand something. I'm doubling down on what I said Easter Sunday. Understand, I'm not talking about Yeshua, Iesus, Jesus. I'm talking about Holy Ghost. Jesus is finished doing what Jesus came here to do. Jesus left and sent another who is necessary to do in us what is needed right now. Let Jesus go. We have to be mindful of, uh, you know, who the voice will come through sometimes, that small voice that I was talking about. I gave you a sidebar because I want to keep this thought before you, this idea that we need to let Jesus go. We've been so focused on Jesus, we've missed the presence of Holy Ghost in our lives. We've minimized the impact, the influence, the, the power that is manifest in us through the gift of the indwelling presence of God through Holy Ghost. But we have to also be mindful of that small voice and uh, where that voice comes from and who it comes through. It may not always be in your place of worship. It may not always be in a sacred and secret place of prayer or through some other believer. It may not come through someone uh, that's in the fivefold ministry because the voice is everywhere. You ought to pay attention to small details, nuances, shifts, and uh, the movement of the wind. Sometimes it will be in the beauty shop, and other times it will be in the barber shop. It may be something that you read on a billboard. It could even be somewhere that you least expected uh, in the moment of tragedy or in a moment of confusion. God's voice is everywhere. Don't be limited to the noise of what's familiar to you. Don't expect the voice of Holy Ghost to always be where you found it the last time either. God has people everywhere and his voice can come through anyone at any time, even including those who are not even born again. My wife hates commercials. She can't stand commercials. I'm like her automatic commercial fast forward button. And when we are watching something we haven't recorded that I can't just flow through the, you know, the commercials for her, she gets kind of frustrated because she's a little impatient. She just wants to see the show. She understands the necessity for the commercial. The commercial is important. It's what pays the bills that allows the show to, to be uh, displayed. But she can't stand them. I, on the other hand, I like commercials. Some commercials I like so much that when I see them, I rewind them so I can see them a few more times because some really crack me up. Some really have good information. I tell my wife, sometimes I get sermons right from commercials. 
How often have you heard a sermon where you know something in that sermon you saw just recently on television? Because most preachers will tell you that you can find good stuff anywhere if your ear is in tune to God. Don't rush through things or cast out or limit God from being able to speak to you because there are times when God is trying to speak to you through mediums by which you would not normally expect to receive some direction. Holy Ghost can drop a word in the mouth of an unbeliever that speaks directly to you. Don't limit Holy Ghost. Don't limit his ways, his movements, his motions, and his personality to just do what's necessary because he knows you. Remember, Holy Ghost super in, uh, in, you know, supersedes or comes into the affairs of men. He comes into the affairs of government, kingdoms, and hierarchies. There's no space in this universe where Holy Ghost doesn't occupy. And when you look for the whisper, you must be open to the many ways and the diversity of opportunities in which he will seize to speak to you. In that tragedy, he is speaking. In that mistake, he is speaking. In that missed opportunity, he is speaking. In life and in death, he is speaking. And when you're up and even when you're down, Holy Ghost is still speaking. Don't let the external circumstance prevent you from leaning in to see what it is he is saying. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. The church is not just a building. The church is a people. These are people everywhere Holy Ghost is using in this hour to speak to you. Don't let your own prejudice drown out his voice. Don't let your own bias drown out his voice don't let your own fear drown out his voice don't allow regret and doubt or doctrine make you deaf to the holy spirit's voice blessed is he which is happy fortunate and highly favored blessed is he that can hear if you can hear holy ghost voice before you make a decision you will save yourself time and money you ought to consult with holy ghost Ask questions about your plan and the direction of your desire. You remember that navigational system, well, it doesn't automatically direct you. You have to first input information. You, you know where you want to go. You just don't know how to get there. You have to put in the address of your desired destination, at which point you intend to arrive in your future. And from this moment forward, do the exact same thing with Holy Ghost. Take the time to input the information into his care. Where do you desire to go? What do you desire to do? He will lay out the map and the plan step by step for you to uh, arrive safely to your desired destination. Don't be taken aback if he alters your perceived route. Don't argue with him because you think you already know. I was on the side of the road with a, with a, uh, a gentleman the other day and I, you know, I had the intention, I always had the intention when I'm on the side of the road to take one course of action and um, I was thinking in my mind, maybe I'll take another course of action, but I have to explain what this person has done that's wrong. And several times while explaining, I'm trying to tell this guy, trying to give him a break. 
And I'm trying to tell them, don't argue. I said, your response should really be thank you. And he wasn't having it. So I said, if you want to argue, then there's a way for you to argue. And I shared with him a piece of paper that will author him right into the place where he has all the authority to argue all he wants. But on the side of the road is not where we are going to hold that argument. So he talked himself into something in a sense that he didn't have to. Had he just listened, he'd have been on his way. We do this all the time. We argue with God. We argue with that voice that we hear that's giving us direction. Don't argue with him because you think you already know. Allow him to navigate your course. He gives you the competitive edge in every situation. If you don't hear the first time, there's an, a, a built-in recalculation in the Holy Ghost. If you miss it the first time, he always gives you another chance. You still must hear his voice. The voice of Holy Ghost is intended to correct your course. If you fail to hear, you will continue to make the same mistakes that will keep you in the same position of lack, in the same position of misery, in the same position of pain, in the same level of suffering. It's not always somebody else that needs to change. That's what the noise tells you. The noise will tell you it's somebody else's fault. The noise will make you a victim. The noise will tell you uh, that you're at the disadvantage but when you can silence that noise and hear the course correction that comes directly from Holy Ghost you will truly live life with an advantage you must delete excessive noise that blocks the voice of Holy Ghost John 14 16 through 17 says and I will pray the father and he will give you another helper now watch this I keep telling you, let Jesus go. This is Jesus talking. He says, Jesus, this is the one that's praying. It, it, it ain't none of the disciples. Jesus is praying. Jesus says, I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper. If Jesus is intended to be our helper, why is he asking for the Father to send somebody else? Is, is, is he not capable then to help? Does, does Jesus need help helping us? Or maybe the help that Jesus came to do, he did so that we have access to the help that will keep us today. Jesus said, I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. Let Jesus go that he may abide with you forever. Watch this. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be in you. John 16 and seven, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Jesus says it's to your advantage. You think it's to your advantage holding on to Jesus and Jesus is trying to tell you it's to your advantage that you let him go away because if he he doesn't go away if you don't let him go the helper cannot come let me read it John 16 and 7 you ought to find it in your Bible read it for yourself so you don't think I just lost my mind I know I'm a little bit crazy but that's okay Jesus says nevertheless I tell you the truth it is to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away the helper will not come to you but if I depart 
I will send him to you. You must let Jesus go so Holy Ghost can come. I believe wholeheartedly that a very large portion of the Christian population does not truly know Holy Ghost in the intimate way that he intends. They have heard about Holy Ghost. They have attached him to the end of their prayers. They make him a template for baptism, for weddings, and for sacred services. But to have an intimate walk, relationship, or fellowship with Holy Ghost in the same fashion that we have pursued Jesus Christ, we have to pursue the Holy Ghost. Jesus Christ has come to save us from our sins. Praise God. He's our Savior. He is our Redeemer. He is now our Lord because of resurrection power. But to live this life with Jesus alone puts you at a severe disadvantage because that is not what Jesus intended. Now, I know that I frustrate my, my, my praise team from time to time. As, uh, you know, I, I, I like to make sure I understand what it is that they're going to sing. And I often tell them to make sure they examine the words to the songs that they're choosing to sing. Not every song that is created under the guise of being gospel music is truly gospel music. There's a popular song out there uh, that has a title, something like A Little More Jesus. Well, saints, I'm here to tell you this couldn't be farther from the truth. We don't need a little more Jesus. We need what Jesus said we need. We need what Jesus said when he was leaving that he would give us. Jesus didn't say, I'm going away to prepare a place for you. And while I'm away, I'm also going to be giving you a little bit more of me. He said that I'm going to send, watch this, because he didn't mistake it. He, he, it wasn't a Freudian slip. He said, I'm going to send another. That means we ought to be looking for relating to something that has been sent by Christ. That is Holy Ghost. I understand that we live in a season of pop culture, uh, you know, where we have to uh, kind of meet people where they are. Uh, but we have to also realize that the lyrics to some of the songs that we sing are scripturally in error. Just like that, I little, need a little more Jesus. There is no more Jesus that Jesus can give us. Jesus, in fact, is seated at the right hand of the Father. He's making intercession for us. We don't need Jesus here. We need Jesus right where he's at. Because if Jesus is here... Who then is making intercession for us? There is no more Jesus that can be given to us to help us along our way. But the scripture as detailed in the word of God lets us know that Jesus left us in good hands. He knew we would need help. He knew that we would need comfort. He knew that we would sometimes feel like an orphan. He knew the people of God would feel neglected and dejected and rejected and, and, and that he had to go away so that he could send us what was necessary. The people of God would know longer have Jesus in our physical presence anymore but there's a promise from the father given that after Jesus 
finished or accomplished his assignment, he would send us a comforter. And that promise could not take place unless Jesus went away. Some of you are struggling with the Holy Ghost right now simply because you won't let Holy Ghost come because you refuse to let Jesus go. As scripture declares from the voice of Jesus himself, it is to our advantage that Jesus go away. Had he stayed, the people of God would never know the spirit of truth. They would never have the guide or the power. He was only here, listen to this, as our savior and our redeemer once he went to the cross shed his blood and reconciled us back to God his assignment here was finished the three most powerful words that Jesus ever uttered was it is finished it was finished what he came here to do but he didn't leave us by ourselves he didn't leave us alone he didn't ghost us like some of you brothers do some of them girls that won't put out on the first date but he left us with a comforter or a guide he left us with holy ghost although the world is not able to physically see him he dwells in us where do we derive our power we derive it from holy ghost acts 1 and 8 says but ye shall receive power after that Jesus has come upon you that, that would have said I don't think that's what it says it actually says but you shall receive power after Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and in all Judea and in Samaria and unto the uttermost parts of the earth on the day of Pentecost Jesus fell. No, Holy Ghost fell upon all who were gathered in the room together. There's a great benefit of having Holy Ghost living in you. Many times we overlook Holy Ghost. We overlook him in us so that we can get to the experience of Holy Ghost coming upon us. You see, when Holy Ghost comes upon us, we get all the bells and the whistles, the gifts, the power, the, the authority, the supernatural stuff. But Holy Ghost is not just upon you in Pentecost. He is in you in life. We have to learn to embrace the true person of Holy Ghost. He's not a mystical dove. He's not smoke. He's not a mirror. He is a person. He is not the junior part or the less than section of the Godhead. Holy Ghost is God. He is equal to the Father and equal to the Son. Co-equal and co-essential. Without Holy Ghost, we would not have the Bible. I want you to think about this. Without Holy Ghost, we would not even have the Bible. It is Holy Ghost that moved upon the people that were used to write the word as Holy Ghost quickened them. Without Holy Ghost, we would not have Jesus because watch this. It was according to the word of God, the Holy Spirit that overshadowed Mary when she was conceived with Christ. Without Holy Ghost, there would be no resurrection. Jesus, the very same Jesus who raised others from the dead, could not raise himself. So the Father sent 
Holy Ghost to raise Jesus from the dead. Holy Ghost is not an inanimate object or something that floats. It is not an invisible ghost. Uh, if you ever heard of the Trinity, uh, that they are three and one, that theory is incorrect. Uh, they are not three and one. They are one in three. They are three distinct persons. As the Son was in the, uh, as an individual distinct from the Father, so is Holy Spirit an individual distinct from the Son. Neither of them is less than the other. They are absolute omission. They are absolute omnipresent. They are absolute omnipotent. They are absolute uh, uh, operating in three distinct dispensations uh, with diverse applications uh, and varying methods, uh, but they are never divided. They never have conflict. They never uh, rival each other. They don't compete with one another. If you honor Holy Ghost, uh, Jesus does not get jealous. Uh, there's no competition between Jesus, uh, the Father, and Holy Ghost. Uh, Jesus said, Holy Ghost will come. Why? To glorify him. Jesus then said, I have come to glorify the Father. There's absolutely no division between the Father, the Word, and the Spirit. These three are one, and they always agree. In the first dispensation, day one, the Father spoke and said, let there be the word then came forth and the Spirit activated and brought manifestation. They operate as one. In the second dispensation, day two, the Father cried out, realizing he needed someone to go to reconcile man back to him. The Virgin Mary was impregnated with Jesus by Holy Ghost. Now it is said that at that time that Mary was engaged with uh, 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 you know engaged to Joseph uh, and Joseph was a righteous man it wasn't enough that she was a virgin but that she was engaged to a righteous man uh, it's also said that in that time there were about 8,000 virgins uh, but the parents who would raise uh, the son of God had to be righteous uh, Mary conceived Jesus uh, and raised him as a human uh, with a divine purpose uh, living with Joseph as a child uh, and growing up under the authority of his parents, uh, learning the trade of his earthly father. Joseph, uh, uh, Jesus had a semi-normal life, uh, but at the age of 30, he appeared at the River Jordan uh, to be baptized uh, and to fulfill uh, the original intent for him by his heavenly father. Matthew 3 and 15 says, and Jesus answering said to him, suffer it to be so now, for thus it becomes us to fulfill all righteousness then he suffered him you see at that moment Holy Ghost came and anointed Jesus so that he could do good and deliver those who were bound by demons Jesus could not operate minus Holy Ghost he could not operate minus the father the father can't operate minus the son the father can't operate minus the Holy Ghost but in John 14 
16 that Jesus explains to his disciples that it was for their advantage that he go away. Although he was no longer with them, he assured them that the Holy Ghost was in them and would guide them from that point on. I came here today to tell you, Holy Ghost will guide you. He will speak truth to you. He will be in you to help you with the things that you battle with, the things that you're working on, the, 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 the things that are causing you issues, the things with which you've seen no success, the things that you don't even know. He will be in you. He will impregnate your spirit with spiritual DNA so that you will never be alone again. You'll never be confused again. He is our advantage given to us as the leverage that we need to live above mediocrity, to live above failure. This is better than the days when Jesus walked the earth. This is better than when the disciples and the people of God watched Jesus do the work. The day we live in now is a better day. John 16 and 8 says, and when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Uh, John 16, 12 and 13 says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. Imagine your life. Imagine what it looks like if and when you have all truth living on the inside of you. Imagine the advantage that you have over people who are not believers. You have an advantage over every circumstance in your life. You have an advantage over every situation in your life. The spirit of truth, the Holy Ghost, lives inside of you, prompts you, nudges you, guides you, directs you through your human spirit. You are not without answers. You've never been called to be confused. You have all truth because the spirit of truth lives inside of you. You are not just making it day by day, moment by moment, but you are actually walking in great wisdom. You have discernment. You even know things before they happen. Holy Ghost is not here to make you dance and feel good like many of us have relegated him to having a Holy Ghost good time. I don't even really know now what that means. But this is what the church has likened the Holy Ghost to. He's just here to make you dance, to make you feel good, to give you some kind of emotional high. But he is here to give you truth in every area of your life. He is the genius mind of God. And he gives you genius ideas, genius plans, 
genius vision, genius purpose, genius directives, genius instruction, genius secret, genius unfolds mystery, guides you around trouble, takes you over your liabilities and your human weaknesses, informs you, conforms you, transforms you, and ultimately becomes your best friend and confidant in life. What a gift! What an advantage Holy Ghost is in our lives. Holy Ghost has in him every minute thought of the Father. Jesus does not know the mind of the Father. Holy Spirit is the only one who intimately knows the mind of the Father. No man can know the mind of, uh, of a man, but he can know the spirit of that man. Let me give you an example. You can sleep in the same bed with someone and not know what's on their mind. You can eat at the same table with your spouse and your children and not have any clue as to what's on their mind. We as people are so compartmentalized that we can function without anyone ever guessing what's on our minds. But our spirit knows what's on our minds. It's the same with Holy Ghost. He knows the mind of the Father at all times. In 1 Corinthians, the second chapter, Paul tells us that the only person who knows the mind of God is the Holy Ghost. The same Holy Ghost who knows the mind of God lives in you. There is no reason you should ever be confused. You should never be overwhelmed. You should never be frustrated. You should never be baffled. The challenge is not whether or not Holy Ghost lives in you because it does. The challenge is that you have not cultivated a relationship with that which has been departed or imparted rather in you. The Holy Ghost won't share secrets with someone he doesn't have a good relationship with. But it is the Father's good pleasure to give you the secrets and the keys to every locked door in your life. But you have to develop a relationship with the one that knows everything. You don't have to tear up your life or relationships or spend another 15 years trying to fix yourself. Uh, if you develop a relationship with Holy Ghost, every situation will turn out to be truth and good. God doesn't want you to trust your wisdom. Holy Ghost won't let you argue. He won't let you curse. He won't let you act a fool in public. Holy Ghost will tell you to walk away once you develop a relationship and know his voice and know how he operates uh, you won't have to repent for something. The Holy Ghost has already helped you prevent and avoid. There are too many Christians that are still repenting for things. If they would just embrace Holy Ghost, they would understand that as they cultivate a relationship with Holy Ghost, the very things that I keep having to repent about will no longer be in my life. In 1 Corinthians 1 and 5, Paul says, and I, brethren, when I came to you, you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. My speech and my preaching were not with pervasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of the power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men but in the power of God 
You see, your wisdom, my wisdom, our wisdom is an offense to Holy Ghost. You see, there's nothing in your carnal mind that is pleasing to God. The fleshly mind is hostile toward God. Whenever you choose to use your wisdom over the wisdom of Holy Ghost, you're going to end up in calamity. Your wisdom is smart and logical. However, it is limited, very limited. It's not spiritual, and it is not connected to the mind of God. When we rely on our own intelligence, we make a mess of things. God said, uh, said it like this, uh, uh, when things work out for us, you'll know it didn't happen because of the wisdom of man, but because of the power of God. No one is more deserving of the glory, but there is also no one more deserving of the glory than God. He not only deserves it, he desires it. He wants the glory for the turning for turning your situation around. When you rely on your wisdom, uh, he gets offended because he didn't uh, give you the opportunity to fix yourself uh, so that you can glorify yourself. Uh, he entered your life through the power of Holy Ghost uh, so he can fix you so that the glory and the honor can go to Jesus, his son. You see, Holy Ghost is smarter than any textbook. Holy Ghost is smarter than the Bible. Holy Ghost moved upon men and women to write the Bible. Without the guidance of Holy Ghost, the people would not have been able to successfully write it. And while he may have shared a great amount of his knowledge and wisdom in the Bible, that doesn't mean he doesn't have more information to share. The Bible does not encapsulate all of the the wisdom or knowledge of God. 1 Corinthians 2 and 9, I have not seen nor ear heard, neither have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. That means he has so much more in store than what we see written. It's great to gather knowledge. If it doesn't come from Holy Ghost, it won't give you the results that God intends you to have. It won't give you the advantage by keeping you in the truth at all times, in all things. Holy Ghost will keep you out of error. If you're, if you're ever baffled or confused, it's because you are not engaging the spirit of truth. You do not have fellowship with him. You are not nurturing your relationship with him. You do not engage him in all of your affairs. The operating system of God resides in you. You cannot live your life on software alone. You require an operating system, but the operating system is the DNA of God and all that he knows is inside of you. You have the advantage. He knows where all the money is so you don't have to be broke. You should never have any lack. He knows creativity because he created the heavens and the earth. So there isn't anything that he can't create. So if you need a job or you need an opportunity, you need to engage the spirit of truth that lives on the inside of you. 
You ought to talk to him. Allow him to start talking to you so that he can guide you to where the money is, where the wealth is, and where all the resources lie. He knows where the opportunity is. He knows where the favor is. He knows how to get you behind that closed door. He knows how to put you in front of the right people. He knows how to put your name in their mind. Imagine how we look into uh, look to the Father when we live a, a level of disadvantage even though we have been given the advantage. Holy Ghost is not a mystic. He's not a strong wind that blows. He is a person and he wants you to know him to be in relationship with him. He wants you to ask him questions. He wants you to seek him for guidance. When you first open your eyes in the morning, greet and acknowledge him. When you get up in the morning, you should speak to him. Good morning, Holy Ghost. After all, it was Holy Ghost that brought you through the night. He brought you to the morning. He kept the robbers out. The alarm clock didn't wake you up this morning. Your spouse didn't wake you up this morning. The Holy Ghost woke you up this morning. He kept your heart beating. The very least you could do is thank him and acknowledge him when you open your eyes in the morning. So, so many believers want the upper room experience. They want to be endued with power. They want to be able to wrestle an elephant and pull down strongholds in the spirit realm. They want to speak intelligence. Some even want their ministry to be powerful but after you get all of that which is the upon upper room experience you've got to be able to handle the within experience of intimacy you must pursue life with Holy Ghost there must be an intimate relationship after the power of Pentecost engulfs your life a relationship before a ministry a relationship before a miracle the supernatural exploit that promise that, that was given to us by our Holy Father Father there is a life with Holy Ghost that produces a wonderful ongoing intimate relationship Holy Ghost will entrust everything he knows and he has but only to those that will live with him intimately. Not only do you have to talk to him but you have to listen to him. You have to let him guide you, allow him to take you over uh, in your situation. When he says something, you ought to do what he says. When he says speak, speak. When he says, be silent, shut up. Holy Ghost leaves an imprint on our spirit with the nature of God. Holy Ghost does not live in your heart or your emotions. He does not live in your soul. He lives in your spirit. Even after the imprint, your soul still needs to be converted. Your mind still needs to be renewed. But your spirit man has the DNA of God. You are now a participant of the divine nature. You have escaped the corruption of the world. 
while other people fall to the lust of the flesh or the lust of the eye or the pride of life you as a believer have the nature of God in your spirit you have the advantage over the lust of the flesh over the lust of the uh, of your eye and over the pride of life you are no longer a victim but you've been made a victor but you have to listen to his voice you have to take key time to his nudging to some he speaks audibly to others he speaks visually you have to pay attention to him you have to become familiar with the way in which he communicates directly with you it's not nausea it's not butterflies in your stomach have you ever heard someone say something told me to it wasn't something it's Holy Ghost uh, that lives on the inside of you. Uh, don't disregard Holy Ghost. Uh, it warns you and guides you. Pay attention to God and the gift of Holy Ghost that is inside of you. The only thing that uh, you now have to wrestle with is your carnal mind. You see, your mind operates against Holy Ghost. Your fleshly mind, which is personality and temperament is constantly at war with Holy Ghost inside of you. Your mind is used to calling the shots. It's used to directing you. And most of our lives, we live by our soul, our emotions, our will. The carnal mind hates the fact that you now have Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of you. The intent and the, uh, the ultimate purpose of Holy Ghost is to present you faultless at the end of your life. Uh, every day, a Holy Ghost changes you little by little. He's rearranging things in your life. Uh, he comes into you as you are, but he doesn't leave you as you are. His assignment is to transform you into the image of God's son. People want to be able to shout and cast out devils, but you won't listen when he tells you not to go that way. You don't want to listen when he tells you not to wear that. You want to be a wonder behind the pulpit, but you won't pay attention to him when he tells you to put the credit card up and get out of the store. He can, uh, he, he just can't trust you to be quiet or speak when he tells you why would he trust you with a microphone why could he trust you with a church why would he trust you with millions when he can't uh, trust you to just follow his instructions I have found that some people are actually comfortable living in lack it's the norm for them they don't expect to see any growth or manifestation of anything different than what they've always received. But most of the time, lack is a direct result of a personal decision. While we deal with things on the surface, Holy Ghost searches the deep things of God. As uh, the Holy Ghost, uh, you know, what you should do and how you should handle day-to-day -day matters is all found in Him. You ought to ask Him to bring you your mind uh, to the things that matter to your father we have the advantage you should not live a life of fear a life of lack or a life of challenge if the same Holy Ghost that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you won't he heal your body 
from sickness and disease? Will he not walk with you throughout your day-to-day challenges? Will he not make sure that every need is met and then some? There is no greater power. You don't need to seek psychics to guide your life. You don't seek the soothsayer to guide your life. Don't gamble with your life. The mysteries you have not solved. The small answers you don't have yet. The things that remain hidden from you. They can all be obtained through Holy Ghost that lives in you to bring you into all truth. We have the advantage over our own weaknesses. You have an advantage over your parents' DNA. No one can curse you. When the Holy Ghost lives on the inside of you, it's impossible for you to be under a spell of any demonic force. It's a great experience to speak in tongues and have a wonderful ministry, but that's a third day experience. But with a second day experience came the impartation of Holy Ghost. Without Holy Ghost, people can drink anything. They can go anywhere. They can wear whatever they want without any form of Conviction. Some people conquer someone, uh, uh, push them out, uh, and it doesn't bother them. Uh, that is proof that there is no Holy Ghost dwelling on the inside of them. It is Holy Ghost that constrains you. It is Holy Ghost that dresses you. It is Holy Ghost that keeps that drink out of your hand. It is Holy Ghost uh, that causes your tongue that wants to curse folk out uh, to bless folk. It stops you from fornicating. You're too old and you've walked with Christ far too long to still be sleeping around. Once you have the indwelling presence of the Holy Ghost, you can just do what you want to do and say what you want to say because you're guided by Holy Ghost. Romans 8 and 2 says, For the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. It's important to understand, however, that you won't be delivered from everything. Let me say that again. It's important that you understand you won't be delivered from everything. Let me just leave you with this nugget and I'll cut you loose. But even though you won't be delivered from everything in this current life, Holy Ghost will give you the advantage over everything. We're all dealing with something. Proclivities for which we struggle. You know, Leanna, it's them seashells. Them seashells by the seashore will get you every time. The very things that we are waiting to be delivered from. Some of us have asked why deliverance has not yet come. But we have to understand Holy Ghost gives us the advantage over our issues. Your issues may still be there. He may not have delivered us from it, but we still have the advantage over it because some of our appetite is not right. God has to put something in us that gives us the advantage over our appetite. I talked to many people, especially since the legalization of marijuana, that uh, like marijuana, even though they know it's not really good for them. 
They may even go through seasons where they don't smoke, but for some reason it finds its way back to them. We still have the advantage over it if we're not delivered from it. Even though you may still be struggling with something in your flesh, you still have the advantage over it. Last night, there was a, a popular fight, uh, Garcia and um, I forget the other, the, the other brother's name, but the other brother won, and he won simply because Garcia did not function in the advantages he had, and because he didn't function in the advantages that he had, Tank, that's the guy's name, Tank, thank you Holy Ghost, was able to do what Tank could do and hit him with the power that Tank had and knock him down and ultimately knock him out because he did not function in his advantage. If the Spirit of God dwells within you and you cultivate that relationship with him, that influence in your life, you will be more powerful than the influence of your flesh. God doesn't have to take every bad thing out of you many times so we understand his grace is sufficient. Some things remain until our complete change comes. But you have a power that will guide you over the things that are left behind. You have power that guides you under it. It guides you around it. But you have to have a relationship with it. Invite Holy Ghost into your life. Invite him into your day. Ask Holy Ghost to command your day. It is the power to help you overcome your past hurts and your past fears. It is the power that helps you overcome your environment, that helps you overcome your childhood, that helps you overcome your attitude, that helps you overcome your mindset. It helps you overcome the virus. It helps you overcome the bug. It helps you overcome the Trojan horse. You may have had some bad memories and some bad encounters, but there is a power that lives within you that when you uh, are not in the church and the music is not around when your back is up against the wall and you can hear your own mind giving you bad advice Holy Ghost takes over because he lives in you there are people who will shout all over the church but possess no real victory they'll run laps around the pulpit but still maintain a bad attitude they still play the organ but they have a horrible temper. They teach Sunday school classes and direct the choir, but still don't have the advantage. It was for our advantage that Jesus went away. It's for our advantage that you need to let Jesus go so that Holy Ghost can come. Jesus put a resident helper in us before he went away. The physical person, Jesus Christ, is powerless to operate in the earthly room today his mission is finished it's complete but Holy Ghost lives in you why would you talk to someone who lives so far away when you've got someone living right in you if someone is in another country why would you talk to them when you can talk to someone who lives in your house and doesn't have to spend uh, money to even get with when, when you walk, he walks. When people curse you out on your job, he's right there. Ask him what to do. Lord, I got some words I want to release. Should I release them? When your bills come up short, 
You ought to sit down and talk to him. Get to know him. Get to know how he moves in ways that he wants you to go. Spend time with him and you'll learn his voice. If you're looking for me, you need to talk to Holy Ghost first. If your child needs a scholarship, take it up with the Holy Ghost. Your mate uh, needs some money, you ought to look for money because it ain't going to fall from heaven. You ought to talk to the one that he sent you to help you to get what you need. He'll tell you what it is you need to do. He is the one that translates you into the grace of God, gives you wisdom and favor. Jesus said that he would be the advantage. When you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, Holy Ghost sealed you. You may know him when he moves mightily in the service. You may know him when you see people get healed and delivered. But the question is, do you know him in you? He is a great friend and an awesome companion. He wants you to have a relationship with him. Don't ignore him and treat him as if he doesn't even exist. He gives you truth in all matters. You don't have to live in stress and anxiety. You can unlock the treasure that Jesus has put on the inside of you because he prayed to the Father that another would come. That another is Holy Ghost. Embrace him and walk with him today and live out the victorious life that can only be found in and through the operation of Holy Ghost, the intimate relationship between he and you. God bless you. Have an awesome day and let Holy Ghost command your day. This has been a production of the GMFC Studios. God bless you.